0: Another bonus episode. This is a continuation of the book of Genesis from the Old Testament. In bonus episode number 54, I started the book of Genesis. It included the creation, the Garden of Eden, Cain, Abel, Noah the Flood, The Tower of Babel, and I started the story of Abraham. Tonight I will continue the story of Abraham, and this will include the destruction of the city of Sodom, Lot's wife being turned into a pillar of salt. Abraham being instructed to sacrifice his son Isaac, but, spoiler alert, he doesn't. (laughs) Isaac being married to Rebecca, and that they will have two sons, Jacob and Esau. And this episode will end with Jacob pulling a not-so-nice trick on his brother Jacob and on his father Isaac. Now, you may enjoy this bonus episode because the Old Testament is important to your beliefs. Or, you may enjoy this episode because you are just academically curious to know more about the stories in the Old Testament, or maybe you just enjoy any story from any source, or maybe you just enjoy hearing me read anything at all. (laughs) These stories help to calm your pesky squirrels. All right, let's begin. And a little note first. You will hear Abraham referred to as Abram and then it'll change to Abraham. And that's because in the story, God refers to him initially as Abram and then Changes his name to Abraham. All right, now for part two of the Book of Genesis. One night, Abram went out beneath the sky and looked up at the stars. God's voice spoke and said, "Thy descendants shall be in number like the stars." Abram had no children, and had his faith been less firm, he might have doubted the words he heard. He had never forgotten the promise that in the land of Canaan a child should be born to him, and that from him should descend a nation. That same night God spoke again to Abram in a vision. He showed him an altar with a burning lamp. He said to Abram, For four hundred years your descendants shall journey in a strange land and suffer affliction, but at the end of that time they shall again come into Canaan and possess the land. Then the Lord changed the name of Abram to Abraham, which means father of a people. He also changed his wife's name to Sarah, which means a princess. Again, God said unto Abraham and Sarah, A child shall be born to you, and he shall be great among the nations of the earth. A third time God came to Abraham. He told him that the destruction of Sodom was near at hand because of its wickedness. Then Abraham thought of Lot and prayed to God to save the city for Lot's sake. God answered, If ten righteous people can be found in the city, I will not destroy it for Lot's sake. But ten righteous people were not to be found in the city, and so the angels of destruction were sent down upon it. Lot sat in the gateway of the city, and looked out upon the country. When he saw the angels of destruction, he rose and led them to his house and gave them food. The angels said, Whatever you have in this city, take it out, for we have come to destroy this place. Lot went and told his people, but none would listen to him. In the morning the angels came and woke Lot and his wife and said to them, Arise and hasten from the city, escape for your life and do not look behind you. Lot and his wife and their two daughters fled from the city and the shower of fire came down to purify it. But when they were far out on the plain, Lot's wife, still loving her old home, turned back to look on it. She remembered the angel's warning words, Too late, look not behind thee. Were rooted to the spot. Her voice refused to speak. Sight left her. Sound was shut out, and in one instant she was changed to a pillar of salt. Then Lot and his two daughters hurried on. They reached a great cave and ran and hid themselves in it. The city was now a blackened ruin. Lot's wealth was destroyed. He had no silver, no gold, no cattle, no home, only the cave, and he was grateful that he even had that. Soon after the destruction of Sodom, was born into the house of Abraham and Sarah, a beautiful little baby boy. Abraham gave the child the name of Isaac. One of Sarah's maids, whose name was Hagar, had a son too called Ishmael. One day this boy mocked Isaac, and Sarah said he and his mother, Must be sent away. So Abraham called Hagar and told her she must go. He gave her some bread and a bottle of water and sent her into the wilderness. Poor Hagar and her child were sadly set forth in the burning heat. When all their water was gone, her little one grew weaker weaker. She laid him in the shade and went away to weep. The angel of God heard her and told her not to fear, but to take up Ishmael and hold him in her arms. Then she saw a well appear near her. She gave the child a drink, and soon he grew strong. And well, Isaac, the son of Abraham, grew up as a fine, healthy, noble boy, loved by all of his father's people. To his father and mother, now old people, he was their joy in life. Most carefully, they taught him the religion of his people made him follow it all the days of his life. When God speaks, Obey my son, his old father would say. One day, there came to Abraham, and Isaac too, a trial of their faith. A vision came again to Abraham. In the vision, the Lord spoke, saying, Arise, Abraham, and go and prepare an altar on the mountain. When the altar is ready, place your son Isaac on that altar, because I want him to be sacrificed, a burnt offering to me. Poor Abraham, there was nothing in all the world so dear to him as his child Isaac. Although his heart was sore and heavy, the old man rose and did as he was told. When the altar was ready, he called Isaac and told him what the vision had said. For a minute, the brave boy's cheek grew pale; his heart beat fast. He allowed his father to bind him hand and foot, and lay him on the altar. Abraham lifted the knife to slay the boy, when his hand was held. A voice said, "Harm not the lad." For now, I do know that you love God more than all else beside. With trembling hands, Abraham unbound the cords that held his son Isaac. The boy leaped down from the altar. With tears of gratitude, they knelt and thanked God for his mercy. Voice spoke again. Because you have done this thing, I will bless you, and all nations shall be blessed through your children. One day, Abraham's wife, Sarah, lay down and passed away. Abraham bought a field. And made her a burial place. Now, said Abraham to Isaac, it is right that you should find a wife and bring her to dwell in our tent. But don't take a wife from the people of Canaan because they worship idols. Instead, go to Mesopotamia and there. Take the wife that God may allot to you. So a trusty old servant was sent into Mesopotamia to find a wife for Isaac, a woman who should be beautiful and good, and whose faith was like that of Abraham. On the edge of a village, A servant came to the common well from which the village drew water. There, with a pitcher in her hand, stood a maiden, as beautiful as ever a maiden could be. "'Whose daughter are you?' the servant asked. The maiden answered, "'I am Rebecca, the daughter of Bethuel.' So he went to the home of Bethuel and told his errand into Mesopotamia. He told Bethuel of the godly life Abraham had led and of the noble youth Isaac. He asked that he might choose Rebekah for Isaac's wife and carry her back with him to Canaan. The heart of Bethuel was glad. Rebecca was also glad to go, because the old servant had told the story of Isaac's brave deeds and his godly life. So Rebecca, dressed in fine clothing, was placed on a camel, and beside her walked a nurse and maid. Servant hurried on and reached the home of Isaac before Rebecca did. He told Isaac all that had happened and how beautiful and good the maiden was. Isaac and his father Abraham were both excited about her arrival and the marriage. Abraham was now. 175 years old. He soon passed and was buried next to his wife Sarah in the field. Isaac took his father's place in the household. Isaac and his wife Rebecca had two sons, Esau and Jacob. Esau was the older son and to him belonged the honors of the family. It was his duty to offer sacrifices and to serve as the high priest in the home. But Esau cared very little for honor or for religious services. So one day when he came home from the hut, hungry and thirsty, he sold his birthright to his brother Jacob for a bowl of stew. Jacob took up the office of high priest in the house of Isaac. As Isaac grew older, he was given the gift of prophecy. Whomever he blessed, honor, and prosperity were sure to follow. When Rebecca knew this, she wanted Isaac's blessing to fall on Jacob rather than the blessing to fall on Esau. She knew how little Esau would strive to honor God when the household became his. So she called Jacob to her and told him to go kneel beside his old, almost blind father and to ask for his blessing. She hoped that Isaac wouldn't notice that he was giving his blessing to the wrong son. But Jacob said, My brother has a beard and hair on his hands, and I do not. My father will touch me, and I shall seem a deceiver. Rebecca thought about it, and replied, Just obey me, my son. And Jacob yielded. Rebecca took some clothes belonging to Esau, and put them on his brother Jacob. She also put the skin of a goat on his neck, and some of the hair on the back of his hands. Then Jacob knelt before his father, whose eyes were dimmed with old age. And Jacob said, Bless me, my father. And Isaac said, Who are you, my son? Jacob said, I am Esau, your firstborn. Then Isaac said to Jacob, Come closer, so I may feel whether you are my very son Esau or not. Jacob moved closer to his father, and his father touched him, and he said, Your voice is Jacob's voice, but your hands do feel like the hands of Esau. Then Isaac, thinking it was Esau who knelt before him, blessed Jacob as his firstborn. Isaac said to him, Lord, bless you and give you plenty of corn. And wine let the people serve you and be your lord over all of your children. And all of this did come to pass, for Jacob's children came into possession of the rich land of Canaan. Sometime later Esau figured out that his brother had stolen his birthright from him. Esau's heart was filled with rage. He would have slain his brother, but Rebekah, knowing this, sent Jacob away. Jacob traveled to another land and had a vision of God, so he named the land Bethel which means house of God. From Bethel Jacob went on to the land of his uncle, and there he dwelt for many years, keeping the sheep. But the time came when his uncle looked with jealousy on Jacob. Jacob took his wife Rachel and his children and started to travel back to Canaan with his livestock. On his way home, he passed where his brother Esau lived. He sent a messenger to his brother to beg him to forgive the past so that they may meet each other in brotherly love. The messenger came back, and told him that Esau was coming to meet him with four hundred men. Jacob was in great fear, because he figured Esau was going to kill him. Jacob took some of his cattle and sent them as a gift to his brother Esau. In due time, Jacob looked up, and saw Esau coming. Then he called his eleven sons, and wife Rachel, and Leah, to go with him and meet Esau. When he met Esau, he bowed down to the ground seven times. Esau ran to his brother Jacob, put his arms around his neck, and kissed him, and they both wept. Esau led Jacob to his home and feasted with him for seven days. When he was rested, Jacob set forth again, driving his herds before him. He continued on to the land of Canaan to create a home his wife, his twelve sons, and each of their families. I will pause the book of Genesis here and continue it in another future bonus episode. This is the end of tonight's bonus episode. I hope you are deeply relaxed, or even better, deeply asleep. Good night.